Now I have to start drinking the $1,000 bottles of wine. Hit episode it. number hit it 17 of the we're not in the timing quite yet of the unrelenting podcast for march 4th 2022 i am darren o'neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle america just outside of Chirac, because i being of irish descent can still broadcast in the usa that's right which is not something that uh a lot of foreign media especially russian foreign media can do anymore we had to uh, reroute your signal through Mexico to make it okay. Because <laughs> anything coming in from Mexico, totally okay with the USA. That's right. And Mexico's, uh, it's not even a sieve. It's like a water hose. You are Sir Gene. That I am still. It was, uh, what's your name? Ann Coulter that said, oh, if, if Russia would have only invaded Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there, there is a, uh, a, uh, whatchamacallit, B comic. Uh, what, what is that website? Something B. Oh, the Babylon B. Babylon B. Yes. Yeah. All of the uh, fake news, what it's meant to be fake news. It's hilarious. But one of the satirical fake news, what kind of what, uh, your neighbor there, um, used to be that Wisconsin website, uh, what was it called? Uh, that Wisconsin website. I don't yeah, know. You know, the, the funny one funny one all i know is that the mayor of Chirac says she has the biggest dick in the room probably does i wouldn't doubt it i mean this is the brand new world order i mean we we're looking at it every time she does a speech so and i have to say the 9 a.m start your voice does sound different it's very yeah boring. it's a, it's a little little deeper a little a little more radio-y the sultry gene yeah and then they progressively just goes up from there all day long um, no, what am I thinking of the, uh, like they were around for 30 years, probably now started out of a Claire, uh, the Wisconsin based website. Yeah. I think they, they may have moved at some point, but they were in Wisconsin originally. It's where they started. They, they're like the B and except they became, you know, more woke now, but they used to be hilarious back when you were younger. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah. Yeah. Back, uh uh well it'll come to me anyway welcome to unrelenting where gene tries to figure out the name of a long lost <laughs> website for the next two hours yeah well I, that won't be the only thing i'm trying to remember oh actually. blue douche 33 says the onion was that the onion yes absolutely i didn't realize they were out of wisconsin yeah yeah they were thank you blue douche 33 very good uh so uh i was trying to think of some fun topics for today for us well, I know because your your handler said, "Do not speak of Ukraine." Well, I don't even know what that what that is, honestly. But, uh, <laughs> so I thought, you know what, in in kind of memory of days gone by, I thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit about how would you spend your last week on Earth. You know, I know you posted that, but there are so many questions involved. I mean, the first would be, "Am I me and only have?" the resources available to me at this particular point yes okay that's different then <laughs> that's a different that's a different that's story it's not as fun no yeah, it's not but i i think it's i think we have to 
put that limitation on there because otherwise it's no different than, you know, any other wishful thinking. Like, well, the first thing I do is win the lottery. Yes. The next thing I do is uh, win Adrian Elon Musk to send me off the planet so I get to live forever. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> this is not a magic genie carpet ride. You get to get questions that you can outsmart the genie and uh, manage to get infinite questions kind of thing. Although, no, to be is, fair, if you know you're leaving this mortal coil in one week and you have credit cards, you can pretty much spend anything you want because you're never going to have to pay it back. Oh, really? You you have that much credit available to you right now after COVID? I don't know. I haven't really checked. <laughs> you haven't checked. Well, Does, check. are all the a limits of, going down? I thought they'd yes, be going up, yes, up and up. A lot of banks limits are, have gone down. Absolutely. They're like, you because, used to have that $50,000 limit. Now, exactly. $14.65. You want to buy groceries? Uh, no. It's an interesting concept, too, because what happens is the limits are based on risk profile and things like, oh, I don't know, potentially a war and uh, crazy inflation tend to increase risk for everybody. And that decreases your credit profile. And so what what occasionally will happen is you might be, you know, reasonably typical American using about 50% of your credit uh and uh all of a sudden they decrease your limit and now you're using 75% of your available credit well 75% usage of your available credit is a larger risk to the credit card companies so if one card does this and decreases you and then the next time the rest of them check which i don't know if this is monthly or quarterly or however often they revise this stuff uh, you're going to end up with all the credit cards lowering their limits because now you're at a higher risk. You, you're closer to the edge, if as it were. Well, yeah, it's a self-fulfilling pro- uh, it, prophecy. It's a circular driven yeah, mechanism. So eventually, if one of your credit card companies decides to lower your limit and you don't immediately call a different one to try and raise limit or open up another card to free that back up and have uh, a under 50 percent really they want under 25 i mean that's like where you don't damage your credit at all is under 25 percent. we don't provide financial advice but uh when when this ball starts rolling and uh they actually start lowering your limits it it's a it's a chain reaction and it keeps going until you get to the point where you have literally no credit available and all you're doing is just trying to pay off credit cards because your credit score is now in the 600s instead of seven or 800s. Uh, and you can't get any more credit until that's paid off. So dangerous thing. Ideally, go to the bank and take all the money out and keep it in cash. Yeah, well, that's uh, we don't provide financial advice. Of course not. But that's what you had talked about on the last episode. Get a big safe. Mm-hmm. Get all your cash. Well, big. I mean. I mean, for you, it would have to be, I mean, to all that cash, it would have to be huge. Or yeah. you might want to start diversifying a little bit, as Just we said, into metals. those $1,000 bills and it doesn't feel like a whole lot. But that's why you just need the gold coins, because that you, yeah. can, you can get that amount of cash into the safe then a little bit yeah. easier. And, it's, and we talked about that as well in how the hell are you going to pay for shit? Are you going to scrape? filings off the gold coins i think you're going back you to that just when all the digital systems die for everything yeah but when the well it's going to be a thousand dollars for a loaf of bread anyway but that's <laughs> well welcome I, back to the weimar republic everybody it's uh, uh-huh. early morning 
all your money is worthless. Wheelbarrow. Yeah. Bring that wheelbarrow yeah, full of, of cash to the grocery store. There? And uh, by, by the time you get there, you need two wheelbarrows. So uh, it's a completely different thing. Well, I've already seen the first uh, statement coming out of one of the administration uh, departments saying that uh, people should lower or raise their temperatures in the house to use less energy since we have less available now. Well, this has been going on for a long time. I mean, this will be a good excuse. This reminds me of World War II type recommendations. Well, they were already making the recommendations. The power company here, Commonwealth Edison, now just ComEd. And they Mm. keep redoing their logos, which I think is hilarious that it's like the power company thinks they Mm. need to look more modern and more More slick. Because you have so many choices when it comes to who you're getting your power from. Well, you do in Texas. But they send you every month. Here is the amount of power you used. Here's the amount your efficient neighbors use. Here's and Mm -hmm. it's like, so what? I can afford to pay the bill. I'm not in the average home because Mm -hmm. I am in the home all day. I work out of the house. Mm -hmm. I use multiple computers. They power, you know, so So you hate the planet, basically. Yes. Yes. I keep running more and more computers just to try to blow the planet up. But of course, my power consumption is going to be different than a house that has everybody working during the day and doesn't need to run electricity or the heat or the air conditioning to the same level. But this is, yeah, this whole rationing energy is not new, but now it's going to be for a different cause. I saw some speculation Uh where, you know, this whole global warming thing that they're pushing, which is maybe maybe it's good that they changed it to climate change now. But we know that still they're telling you the planet is warming. I've seen it's cooling, man. Speculation, though. Well, people are telling you it's warming. Mm-hmm. Those that are the alarmists tell you that. That's because they're full of hot air. And the speculation <laughs> is, you know what? A small nuclear war would cool the planet. <laughs> so it might be mm. good for, you know, that's a great idea. Uh huh. I'm digging that. A small nuclear war would send in enough into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. enough dust that the planet would cool down by a couple of degrees and yeah. we'd all be safe. We wouldn't have to worry about burning gas we could go oh, back that's what happened last time what eleven thousand years ago uh when the small nuclear war broke out were you afraid when Atlantis that happened i mean and- were you were hiding under your desk <laughs> they did have the desk instructions ten thousand years ago yeah or eleven thousand three hundred years ago i think is what it was but yeah it's um you know unfortunately the mammoths died but and the giant cats we used to have here in the u.s but other than that, well, it wasn't really called the U.S., obviously, but that in this place, relatively speaking. But the fact that you're seeing that kind of speculation, I thought was kind of interesting. That, yeah. I don't know. It'd be good for the planet. I mean, let's face it. A small nuclear war would probably be good for the planet. Yes. What What could be better? Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of hits on all the, uh, you know, all the agenda topics that the the New World Order types like which is uh, population reduction, uh, cooling the planet off, uh, doing a reset of the monetary funds, back to like seashells and things. Right, or gold. Um, yeah, yeah, and they have probably a lot of both. Uh, so I, I think maybe this is the solution. Maybe it's the final solution they've been working for for quite a while. Now, 
this is the ultimate in leveling the playing field when you get the rich us any horrible people actually that make over like 30 grand a year mm. which a lot of people consider well, to be wealthy. minimum wage is forty five thousand a year right now okay so anybody that makes over minimum wage but even i think there's a lot of places in the world that think people making minimum wage here are rich which compared to the rest of the world well they, they do have cell phones cars and televisions yes so yeah you know so there is that but all of these scams are to get your wealth into the digital world and this is the my fear with the crypto mm-hmm. this could all be wiped away no yeah completely in a heartbeat and you can yeah. be like it's great that you're like hey but wait i had 25 billion dollars in bitcoin but it doesn't doesn't even matter because crypto is useless without an exchange right so you can still have your 25 billion in <laughs> Bitcoin sitting there, but there's no way to trade that for anything else. Right. You'll, you can still have your little USB wallet. Correct. I still got my Bitcoin. Yep. But yeah, you're right. You can't get it onto the blockchain anymore. You can't communicate. Mm-hmm. So that is worthless. This is why the physical, whether it's currency or something else. Yeah. The physical representation of value is very important, and that has been under attack for years now because it is all a part of the big reset. Well, and the convenience. Why was gold used? It wasn't because it was shiny and pretty. I mean, initially, I'm sure it was, but it was because it was hard to get and heavy. And because it's heavy, it means you don't need to carry like a whole ton of gold with you. You can just carry a little tiny bag or a few coins. Yes, that's why when you're talking, you know, a ounce is worth what right. now? Fifteen uh, well, gold. 2000. The ounce now is two thousand now. Yeah. So yeah, that's easy to carry around. Said, I remember oh. buying it for two hundred and twenty dollars, and it wasn't way back ten thousand years ago. That's, that's well, I'm not that old. <laughs> but no, I think two hundred and twenty. I, I remember it sat at around four hundred for a damn long time, and then kind of start creeping up. Yeah. And it's a interesting hedge. Again, we don't give financial advice, but watching no. the market. I still think the problem with gold is like, how the hell are you going to trade it? it, it it's it, it's going to be too easier difficult. than Bitcoin. Easier than Bitcoin is very true, but harder than like trading ammunition or trading iodine pills or trading useful things. So you think we're going back to the barter system entirely? Oh. I think the barter system is is the first uh, sort of default. You know, this is why I used to wear a Rolex all the time is because uh, you might need to get out of a Mexican jail. I was exactly. That's exactly right. I literally wore that with the thought in the back of my mind that uh, this is a token that I can trade. And it's a well-known token enough that it should be accepted worldwide. You know, if you wear some super fancy watch like a Philippe Patel or something or, or, you know, one of the brands that's like tens and tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, no one's going to know how much your watch is worth. But if you wear a Rolex, which is a relatively cheap on the expensive watch side, and everybody knows what it is because, you know, they're prolific. Everyone's got one. Um, So it's... uh. It's something that you likely will be able to trade for a favor, whatever the favor is, whether it's you're stuck in the desert without, you know, gasoline in your car broke down 
that gasoline will be expensive, but you'll be able to trade it for a watch. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, going back to the original question. So my Apple watch is going to be worthless now if I trade <laughs> well, that. Well, yes. Just like the crypto, just like any digital funds, no matter what you're calling them. If you can't access things, they are not worth anything. Yeah. So we're starting to cover the basics of if you've got a week left to live, what would you do so you wouldn't walk around with crypto because that won't be worth a whole lot? Well, no, you would like take everything you have and cash it in. But then what? Cash it in for what? U.S. dollars? What would you cash it in for? Rubles? Whatever. You know, you buy on the on the down. Well, no, because you only have a week to live. So you're not you're not speculating at this point. Okay, so what are you what are you cashing out for? What are you going to do with that money? I don't know. I would just do the same damn thing I always do. That's not an interesting show if you just say, I don't know. (laughs) Step one, cash out. Step two, I don't know. I mean, the reality is most people when asked that question, it's like, well, and you hear this with people that have terminal illnesses and know that their time is short. If Mm -hmm. they're still well enough, you often hear like, well, I want to travel the world. It's like, I don't know. Traveling the world's a pain in the ass. Well, except you can't fly over anything anymore. (laughs) Especially you can't go over Russia. Mm. very dangerous you know i'm not the type that would go lay on a beach or anything i really enjoyed being in ireland go to the bikini atoll the what the bikini atoll 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 I don't that's know. the you know the island where we've been testing our nuclear weapons oh well then no that that would probably oh, okay. be nice and warm but i mean i don't know mm. i don't know the radiation level there i mean you only have a week though so it doesn't really matter doesn't matter i mean that's the beauty of it i mean i guess for most people, again, since you want to take you, a trip around the country, since you are stuck with the amount of funds that you have, although I guess you could go rob a bank. I mean, you're only going to live for another week anyway. So this this kind that of was, makes it feel like Chicago 24 seven, which is <laughs> commit all the crimes you want. Well, and, but you may that well, if your crime is over, what, five hundred dollars, you may actually end up in in jail over like a thousand a thousand. Maybe. Oh, OK. So you just commit a bunch of nine hundred dollar crimes. Right. That makes yeah. sense. That totally makes sense. And they, there's so, a no bail law now, too. And you know, you're not going to mm-hmm. have a court date within a week. So you could go commit whatever felonies you want. You're fine. That's a good idea. They'll just kick you back out. I mean, not that going on a crime <laughs> rampage is what you want to do with your final week. Although yeah. I think most people, it would be all the things you never did. And you're like, well, maybe I want to try this. And this, uh, this is beginning to sound more like an episode of Batman. <laughs> maybe. Is that we want to be the Batman or do you want to be the Joker? Well, Oh, Joker. exactly. No, yeah. don't you think the Joker has a lot more fun? Yeah, he, had Har- he has Harley Quinn, depending on which <laughs> universe. That's a lot of fun right there. Uh-huh. A lot of crazy fun, man. That's a, that's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole lot of basket of fun. That week will be over before you know it. You'll be like, oh, damn. It's the best way to do it, man. If you can't remember what you did that week, you probably did the right thing. You probably had a lot more fun than you should have. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, it, it's uh, it's an interesting thought exercise uh, because you're you're limiting and this is like i said i think the condition is worth doing so it's not just pure imagination of limiting it to your current situation lifestyle money etc and just really think if you knew you only had a week left to live what would you do with that time and you may so i bought a, i bought it some new tires for the car oh so that's Mm -hmm. you'd really be driving a lot then in that five week i've been meaning to do this for a while and i thought if there's a week left might as well buy some new tires with cash though oh no 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 i 
just bought them on that credit card. <laughs> you're never going to have to pay. See this again. You're going back to Mike theory. Right. Yeah, you might as well, right? Have a lot of expensive meals. I mean, I know you would. Tr- How many of those uh, bottles of uh, five, seven hundred dollars scotch would you drink in that week? Well, I'm not drinking right now. So <laughs> if, you only, if you only had a week to live, would you? Not- I know it's it's a question because I, I mean, yes, I, I do have a few bottles of those left, but that stuff doesn't age. And well, neither so, do you. you no, know, but I also have bottles of wine that are a lot more expensive than that, which do age. Yes, there is a window for wine. And I have a feeling that the saving for a special vaca- uh, vacation, saving for a special occasion tag. The end of the world would be a special occasion. In. The end of the world is definitely a special occasion. It's something that'd be worth uh, drinking that wine. Um and You'll invite yeah, your good I, friends I, you and know, podcast hosts over. I was going right? to say, I'd, I'd be sending uh, texts to Dwarak saying, just finish this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't have any. Well, he's got his own. Believe me, he's got plenty of wine for his last week. Which is good. You want to be he prepared. He's a hoarder. It's a whole different type of prepping. Can't wine. Well, I, some people probably would choose to just be in a week-long stupor on alcohol and, uh, you know, go that route as well. It is an interesting concept because this mm-hmm. was kind of the bottom line of a series we just watched with Kristen. Uh, what's your name in it? The one Bell? That, Kristen Bell. Yes. The Good Place. Mm. Did which, you finish it? I haven't seen the last season. Yes. And the last okay. season was weird. It was a Netflix uh, season. So Netflix oh. picked it up. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not either until the beginning of every episode. All of a sudden it was a Netflix production so i mean i don't want to give you spoilers but yeah, don't, the, don't give me the last season the main thing that one of the concepts was well life is only worth the value we put on it because you know that it ends which then makes heaven kind of an interesting concept because that's eternal it's life worthless right it's a, it's an interesting concept yeah well that show I, I love the premise. I thought the first season was good. Yes. And then I thought they ran out of ideas. Then they kind of they're just like, okay, what else can we cover in philosophy here? Yes, they rallied for the final season, I believe, but they did Yeah. They did have a couple of hiccups along the way. Okay. Well, I'll I'll probably watch it at some point. Because it, it is a um it is an interesting show. I've I think Kristen Bell's got horrible politics, but I've always enjoyed watching her on the screen uh yeah she's spunky she's cute yeah she's, yeah uh, she's one of those spunky girls it's not a girl what's she like 40 now right but to you i mean that's no. just a girl don't don't believe me 23 years old is a girl <laughs> is that uh, that age limit for you yeah i remember when Kristen bell was that age yes indeed well yeah that was uh that not was, that long ago that was you know, well it just seems like yesterday we were watching yeah. the uh veronica mars which she was that's, right about that age and yeah she was like 20 playing a teenager and that was a lot better of a series than I thought it would be because I had heard the name mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah, it always stupid, right? Yeah, it seems like oh, this is going to be like a Nancy Eureka Drew type or something. Thing. Well, yeah, I've never seen that, but yeah. uh, I did not give it a whole lot of uh, thought until Bandrew from the Bandrew Says podcast was talking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll mm. try it. And then we went through this thing pretty quick and was like, okay, that was a pretty impressive oh, you, series so you didn't watch it live when it was on no never oh okay just watched the whole series like mm. a month or so ago oh wow yeah no i watched it when it was first shown 
which is that it was very weird going into the good place because it's like oh yeah. veronica got old yeah she did yeah. that's okay we all get old either that or that we don't have as much well fun. that's what kids do yes and then she also uh i don't know is she still married to dax or yeah. did they get divorced no they're still married are they okay yeah well i remember they were having some troubles he seems to make a uh, an appearance in all of the series that she does now there is a lot of that in hollywood in general they like to do the little spousal guest appearance things gotta do the pop-in mm-hmm. yeah and i always thought dax was was pretty good you you remember where he came from i just remember him in that uh the series the family uh what was it uh the the um, serious family no not the there was a series with uh the, the chick from bad santa you know go come fuck me santa fuck me santa that girl she was in there uh the father was the guy from coach i i don't know what you're talking about that's um, okay are you talking about the ranch no no i have not no. seen the ranch the ranch is really good i like the ranch the dressing or the show <laughs> not the dressing no i like blue cheese better oh definitely totally blue cheese i never understand people that are always like i put ranch on my pizza i put ranch no. on this i put ranch on this craig t nelson yes blue douche um but what was the name of that show but you're absolutely right i can't stand ranch i love blue cheese good good so you would go buy some blue cheese on your last uh, week on earth probably would i love throwing yeah. some crumbled blue cheese on a salad i buy feta all the time oh, dude feta's awesome yeah good stuff good for you too feta and black olive pizza is awesome ah yes yes uh that, that's a good combo I, I put a little spinach on there too but that's good it's not blue cheese 33 it's blue deuce 33 it's close though in the troll we're doing these shows live now at least for the huh. next few weeks on friday mornings 9 a.m central at least that's the plan how would they even know if it's live it could be pre-recorded you could pre-record yes yeah and you could make comments about people in the troll room that aren't even there and then just hope they're there otherwise it doesn't really uh, matter because no one knows whether or not they're there except for the people that are there those people would be like those people would have a fun time trying to figure things out like are these guys high or stupid are they in a different live stream thing uh chat deal that that sir gene wasn't permaban from or something yes parenthood was the name of that show okay that's uh that's better Mm. now i'm starting to have the sir gene memory lapses so Mm. well that'll happen as soon as you get up to about 85 90 yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. not good i'm gonna start, start noticing the, that you take take the b12 man i think it's all the bees that you want to take all the one bees? through 24 I, there's that many bees oh my god i don't know but i've seen a lot of bees i mean there's quite a few of those does amazon have them there's all? at least 12 right but i think there's more than 12 i would oh assume. yeah i'm sure amazon can help you out in that regard they're good about selling non-drugs so let's see what hasn't uh dax shepherd been in he was in my well, name is so, earl i don't remember he was in one episode yeah, yeah, of that well yeah but he was he started off uh on uh that show with uh demi moore's ex-husband bruce willis uh, uh no the other one how many ex-husbands does demi two. moore have two Who, okay who's the other one i didn't the know young kid what's his name oh, oh Aust- uh yeah um austin um the one that's married to mila kuna see i remember her yeah yeah, yeah. that one yes <laughs> Yeah, the, the Mila Kula's husband yes. that used to be the Demi Moore husband. Uh, he had a show where he pranked people. Ashton called, Kushner, yes, yes. Yeah, Ash, 
punk. Uh, you know, he's from Iowa. And uh, and uh, Dax is from Michigan. And yeah, and and Dax was like a uh, you know a performer. A I think he was uncredited at first, even. But I guess they they were buddies or whatever. And so he was one of the guys on in that show where they pranked people as like the extra guy. Usually, a lot of times. And so that such was a career was made. Foray into Hollywood Millionaires Club. Started with that and then married a cute blonde who also has money. I mean, you can't go wrong well, with first that. First, he married uh, a old brunette who had money. Well, Ashton. Oh, oh. I was talking um, about Dax. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way. I think they met. Didn't they meet in that movie about Costco or something? There's a movie about Costco? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember what it's called. It was a crappy movie, but I, I, if I'm right, I think that's where they met. Uh, but it was basically about this Costco employee that employee of the month. Oh my, yeah, that was Jessica Simpson and Dax. Oh, different blonde, but you know, we figured out his taste there anyway. (laughs) I don't know from being in a movie if that really says it's his taste, but okay. Mm, Well, yeah, he probably did her. The first review on IMDb for that movie is surprisingly good. <laughs> uh, that's generous. Do not believe the reviews you read online. Now, most of them are coming from Indonesia or Philippines. Or, well, it doesn't matter where they're coming from. The fact that they're paid. Yeah, they're paid. That's what that was. the. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. Although I use the online reviews every now and then. Like I needed to get a suit for my mm. nephew's wedding. And the last time I bought a suit was, I don't know when mm. it's been a long time. And when you're six foot six, you know, and I could use off the rack, baby, it's hard to get those <laughs> things off the rack. And yes, I looked at the reviews, which is for uh, the men's warehouse in the, the town over, which is where they're renting all the tuxes and stuff from. Mm-hmm. And the reviews were so bad for the men's warehouse that I went uh, about another half hour further away for a shop that I used to go to when I was uh, a kid and, uh, mm. and perfect, man. I was in and out in like 15 minutes. It was a beautiful thing. And and when do you get the suit? I've got it. Just need to have the uh, tack up the, uh, the, the hem, you know, on the, Oh, they didn't, they didn't, you didn't get a like fitted. They had the sizing. They had all the sizes you need right there, oh. which is a beautiful thing. So let's see, let's see, six, 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 you said? Yeah. So you're like, uh, what, like a, I think it was like 48 long. I think it was. Yeah. 48. Was it 48 or 50? I think it might've popped up to the 50 just because the shoulders were a little tight. Yeah. I'm just going off of my, uh, mental powers here. Well, the guy was pretty good. Confirm to the people that we've never met. Yes, we have never met in. uh, Yes, and I just guessed your suit size. Perfect in in real life, but uh, Mm -hmm. it was nice. It was nice to be able to get in. Just in your imagination, I used to have a store like that. All the stores I used to go to is when I was young are closed now, unfortunately. But it was nice to have a a a store a store you could go buy suits from because I used you know I wore suits for decades. Like that was a standard thing. If you were a man, you wore a suit. Yes. Well, I mean, on uh, Bill O'Reilly show, I know you hate when I bring up Bill, but he wears <sighs> a suit when he does his little video show every night. He doesn't have to. He didn't used to. Mm-hmm. But when the first oh, TV picked it shirt? up, 
Yeah. He wore just the, uh, you know, it was much more casual like we would be if somebody turned a camera on now. Mm-hmm. But there is a difference. Track suit. You just wore a tracksuit. Yes, the Adidas tracksuit. Mm-hmm. There is a difference in presentation if you're seeing somebody. I mean, I would probably, and this is a bias, I understand that, and most likely meaningless, but if Tim Pool mm-hmm. wore a Suited suit up. <laughs> and, and not the beanie, I mean, maybe the beanie <laughs> with the suit would even yeah. work. I don't know. <laughs> but maybe there would be a different impression because you do when you see somebody the suit for because we've been so ingrained with that especially watching any kind of news for our whole lives the male people on the news almost always wear suits and you give them a certain amount of credibility because of that i think for the current uh certainly for the zoomers and even to a large extent for the millennials they look at a suit exactly the same way that maybe you and i would look at a car mechanics uniform right it's just a, it's quaint but looks uncomfortable yes and it's just a uniform it's not it is a uniform it's always been a uniform though but it's now i think it's it's a minority uniform it used to be a majority uniform oh i think you're right i think you're absolutely right and i don't like wearing suits well kind of like Men used to wear hats when they were outdoors all the time. And I don't mean baseball caps. Yeah, I mean the fedoras like nice hats. and the, or the, even the straw hats back yeah, in the straw hats or whatever. White brims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was when fashion, I mean, you look at some of these. People took a bath once a week. If you were lucky, mm-hmm. but some of these restored videos and photos that I've seen from like a hundred years ago in New York, you see everybody is wearing, or the men are all wearing suits and hats. Oh, you got that YouTube suggestion, too? A a while ago. But uh, (laughs) it was amazing what they've done because that was the same. They corrected everything. Yeah. Well, it was the same video technology, I believe, that they used in the Beatles Get Back documentary to make the really old footage. Right, 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 right. And I think they kind of did that in the Titanic, although that was the early version of that technology. Yes. And it's amazing when you look at that and you're like, oh, yeah, that's... uh, it's a completely different world and i don't know if it's better or worse because they don't they don't look like cartoon people when everything is moving at 60 frames and full color and right you know, yeah you know it's really yeah, kind of cool and i think that's what you start realizing is that people haven't really changed in 10,000 years and i've read that somewhere i don't know if it's true or not but they that i distinctly remember reading this that they said if you took a person that was alive 10,000 years ago and you brought them to today they would have exactly the same IQ as most people do today in fact it might be higher because they haven't been dumbed down right so they do not rely a, on their phones for all of the information yeah, from a biological standpoint there is really no difference whatsoever between humans 10,000 years ago and today other than nutrition so we're a little taller and a little wider we have nuclear weapons well i mean the humans themselves not the stuff around them that's changed greatly i mean my god the differences between even 20 or 30 years ago 30 years ago nobody was on the internet nobody had a flat screen tv man yeah i mean the closest you get is the sony trinitron which was curved but only in one direction i remember those big tube sets you needed like 18 people to move one mm, yeah they were heavy not quite you what a, you have gigantic now. vacuum chamber inside 
and technology uh, moves on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, there's a lot. And I remember I had a uh, a rear projection big screen. Still do. Uh, I don't think they make those anymore. I think they make a few. I don't know how. Mm. Ours is probably ten years old now. I'm not it was even sure a DLP they made them ten years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, DLP. Sure, sure. But I remember the first ones were CRT. So this is I'm talking like back in the 80s. Oh right, so you could right. get a big screen for your house, and it was super dim. Yes, and it was basically like having three black yes, and white light. small TVs that were all pointed at a mirror with a color filter in front of it. Yes, and then that would bounce off the back of the TV onto the front projection screen, and it was perfectly adequate for evenings. You know, it just wasn't all that great during the daytime, but it it looked fine because your signal was just 480p. I mean, that's that's literally what people lived with for, you know, what, since the 1940s? Right. When well, we first, I'm trying to remember when we got TV. That is what my dad had. It was a, like, 40-inch or something like mm-hmm. that. It was not stereo and when it came was out. considered huge. And uh-huh. I've got a bigger one than that on my desk right now as a monitor. Well, and you could lift them with one hand now. They're so light. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I, yes, I remember opening that thing up, taking the screen out. And there were the three different color bulbs mm-hmm. that were projecting the stuff up onto the uh, to a mirror, which then went onto the screen, which meant every now and then you did have to clean. It was always fun when like a spider or something got inside the TV mm-hmm. because it was like, oh, my God, what's in there? Yeah. So would you like one of those on your last week on Earth? No, I, I don't think so. Oh, Although okay. I do like checking. I do like the retro tech. I mean, every now and then I'm sure I would get tired of it within moments or maybe hours, depending on the software that was provided with it. But I had a trash 80 color computer and an Apple two E mm-hmm. back in the day. And every now and then you long for a little bit of that. Like, oh, I, I remember what that was kind of like. It wasn't so bad. Although if I were to like look at that now, I'd be like, well, wait, I can't podcast from this. What good is this? You know what? What else wasn't so bad was a Macintosh that only had a uh, nine inch screen. Oh, well, that was the Lisa, right? Was that? uh, No, that was the 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 first Mac. Mac. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's uh, tiny. It's not really uh, good by today's standards. I was never good by anybody's standards. I was bitching about the size of that screen pretty much from day one. I couldn't figure out why I still can't that the Apple Lisa, if you have one of those working in a bo- and with the original box now, mm-hmm. they're worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. They should be. There's very few of them manufactured. So it's they, all just they about cheap. scarcity. They were not cheap back then because a, a Mac, when that first came out, was I think 26 or 2800. And the Lisa, which kind of flubbed when it came out before the Mac, the Mac was the sort of like, okay, this didn't work. Let's build something else. And that became the Mac. The Lisa, I want to say they were selling for 5,900. That seems about right. My buddy Bruce had one in high school. Wow. And I should track him down and be like, you still got that in your basement or something? Cause you know, I want to, you might want to sell that yeah. baby. I got rid of the Apple years ago. I got a couple hundred bucks for it. Mm-hmm. Probably nowhere near what you could get for that today. Yeah, probably, but I don't know, man. I it's it's I've never been particularly nostalgic about old technology. I've always upgraded. 
I shot film for many, many years and could not wait to move to digital. Oh, come on. You don't pull out the old Walkman now and then put a little uh, Billy Ocean cassette in and be like, Caribbean queen. I can see you doing that. I have no idea. I don't. I probably threw away my Walkman like 30 years ago or something. Like, okay, CDs are here. I don't need this piece of shit anymore. Um, although I had a really here. nice Walkman. I had the, the Sony waterproof yellow one. I did too. Day. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Except the earbuds were so uncomfortable. They were, they tended to make your ears feel pain. Yes. They were in the wrong angles. I think is the problem. Yes. They're like straight. They're like, oh, we'll just, yeah, we'll just straighten out your ears to match the earbuds. Uh huh. That was no way. Uh, that was a very good Walkman. Decent battery life on that thing as well. But yeah, as soon as CDs came out, I just switched instantly. Yeah, I needed the Walkman. That was for the mile walk to the school bus and then for mm-hmm. the ride to the school. I needed the Walkman. Well, that's what it was for. It was for the walk. And it was. It worked. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah. And if you really had a lot of money, you could have the Walkman with the microphones that you could record and then become a mm-hmm. bootlegger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that tape stuff. I just never really was. I never liked tape a whole lot. Then CDs came and then CDs went and then vinyl came back. And yeah, and I saw an article the other day that I forget vinyl CDs are on a resurgence. I'm like, I don't believe that for a minute. I remember when I bought my first CD recorder, that would have been 93, 1993 it was $5,000 and, uh, and it recorded at one X. Ooh. And it was <clears throat> super sensitive to if you bump the desk it was sitting on, that's a the CD was ruined. Uh, you know, so you generally you had to get a, you you had to get to a point where you know you're going to be not doing anything for a while and just leave the computer alone to make the disc. And uh you know what? It was actually thirty nine ninety nine. It was not five thousand, four thousand dollars. But still, it's just crazy amount of money for what it did. Well, yeah, because the unfortunate thing is, is I learned and I haven't gone through even a decent percentage as of yet, but I had a bunch of stuff because as I do now, I collect a lot of live music. And once it became available online, there's different uh, torrent sites, especially for people only trading live music, hard drive space. Was that sounds expensive. like illegal activities you're describing there. allegedly uh but no the bands that r- allow this kind of stuff you know like the grateful mm-hmm. dad todd snyder the, mm-hmm. there's bands that allow it and i put a lot of that stuff onto cdrs and when i went and tried to pull the stuff back off the cdrs mm-hmm. probably 10 to 20 percent of them are unreadable so yeah yeah well they are plastic they're plastic they used very cheap ink they use stuff that is photosensitive that Mm -hmm. even if it's in a dark room will wear out to the point to where the players cannot read them so if anybody has some memories on yeah on those recordable cds or dvds i've got a whole bunch of those i should check and see if any of them are readable the problem is i don't even have a cd reader anymore there you go that's hard (laughs) i still have our wedding video on super vhs so i mean there's that oh yes i mean i could digitize that but that's probably well, that yeah. tape eventually starts to crumple yeah but you know you pay a lot of money for that stuff or you'll never watch it yeah wedding videos are not exactly the top of the 
charts there. No, no, no. Unless anybody wants to, uh, hey, would you like to, to watch the most stressful day I ever had up to that point in my life? Here, let me pack that in for you. You'll yeah, love it. Could we? Uh, could we? Yeah, we can put that down as a premium if you donate. Mm-hmm. Share the wedding video. I've heard of exactly. worse ideas. Yeah. So you know, would you rewatch that wedding video on your last week on Earth? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Exactly. I mean, it might right. be different if my wife was dead. Although, then the question now becomes: Would I spend the last week on Earth with my wife? Or uh, well, probably not at that point. Gene's like, I'm out of here, man. I mean, honestly, I don't know that the wife question's even necessarily there. It's your last week, and who knows if it's hers? Well, if it's your well, last week, you spend you, it with whoever you want. You can make it her last week. I mean, I'm just saying, if it's your last <laughs> Whoa, week. Whoa, we do not give murder <laughs> advice on this show. <laughs> we don't give any kind of advice no there's no advice given it, it, we don't take or give advice here digiguru says i have to see idiocracy oh yeah if you haven't watched there's probably a list of movies that we could recommend and give advice on to watch on your last uh, week on, on your last week on earth right i mean if yeah. you're gonna be idiocracy watching movies would be on that list another one i would definitely put on the list is brazil uh that was a great great movie I remember, you know, Terry Gilliam's a little nuts, but he does make good movies. In fact, uh, 12 Monkeys, I would add to that list as well. It's another one of his. See, I've gotten against movies. I've gone, which is probably, uh, again, a strange choice. Mm. I've gone mainly to television because movies I see as way too short. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You don't get as engaged you it's it's for most i mean it's interesting a, a because, movie is a short story yes and yeah a tv shows a book i'm more long form because i mean it's funny because when movies get to be like three hours people are like oh my god this is so long yeah but then again you'll watch something hours <laughs> right you'll, tiger king right you'll binge that and be like oh this is great yeah but yeah i just don't get the movies thing it's like i don't want to get invested it's a you're yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. right it's the short story version short story and unfortunately there's a lot of really bad television as well so yeah. uh, well the the issue used to be and this this changed with streaming really you know led by netflix probably 10 years ago but now nah, i'll even go before that so before netflix hpo was really the first place that started uh moving towards high end serials like the sopranos right so entourage yeah that was after sopranos um but it it's um the problem is if you go back too far like let's say 30 years all the tv shows sucked and the reason for that was that a movie might have a budget like again 30 years ago a budget of 100 million uh that's for a good movie or maybe 50 million for a cheaper movie that they wanted to take a chance on. But a TV show would have to do 24 hours and they would have a smaller budget than that. So you'd actually have to create more content, have more storyline, still pay all the actors and you're creating 24 episodes, which are, well, they're not, an hour long they're like what 46 minutes long whatever they are for various depending on your yeah commercial uh yeah so but either way uh, let's say around 24 episodes uh, so 18 hours of content and your budget is like 20 million 
instead of 50 or 100 million. So naturally, TV shows used to be differentiated from films by the quality of production, quality of acting, quality in general. But right now, when the budgets are huge for TV series, uh, like I remember, I think it was in the shit, was it the late 70s or 1980 when the original Battlestar Galactica came out? I think 79. 79, it yeah. It only lasted I remember, like a year or two. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? But part of the reason it only lasted a year is that that show, when it came out, was the highest budget TV show ever made at just over $1 million per episode. Well, yeah, because they saw what Star Wars did in the yeah, movies. Yeah, they wanted and to went, capitalize the hell out of it. We could do that, and then they... It was It was a very weird concept because Battlestar Galactica couldn't in that iteration couldn't figure out if it was a show for kids or a show for adults and it yeah well I think that it was that's exactly right it was competing forces because the network wanted it to be a kid's show but the production wanted it to be an adult show and that didn't work out no they didn't have the same vision DigiGuru says you have excellent taste in movies and <laughs> uh and wet fart wants to know who the low talking guy is now talking to me the low uh your, your no, that's, deep voice that's clearly me now yeah you've got the deep that's why you wanted to do the early show you're like <laughs> i need to pull into low bass in my face yes. jeans. but yeah, I don't yeah know. It, it only lasts about two hours and then it goes away and <laughs> i go high hence the 9 a.m starting time but yeah, i don't know if oh. i'm watching movies on my last week although i guess a good binging every now and then and it's interesting because my parents just binged all of 24. I've still never seen that. So it's a great series. I mean, there were better seasons than others, but overall a very solid series. But it shows that this binging concept is not just a younger demographic kind of thing either. Are you calling yourself younger? Younger is compared to some, but... Mm-hmm. It's not like it's something that is only done by people under 30 or under 50 or under 70. It's uh, it's just a weird concept for a lot of people still. This, I mean, I remember 24 was the first show where beyond repeats for shows that I'd already seen. Okay, you'd buy the box and maybe you'd binge. But for a first run hadn't seen show, 24, once we realized what the concept was which wasn't hard because they were very clear about it Mm -hmm. the wife and i decided just to avoid the whole first season of 24 until it was over bought the dvds and binged it in a weekend Mm -hmm. and that's the first time i remember doing something like did you take 24 hours straight to watch it it's actually less because without commercials oh right yeah Mm-hmm. There, that's taken out, and then you could skip the little intro because I think that was still at a time where they were wasting, oh. you know, sixty seconds, yeah. which is the most interesting thing on old television shows. The ones that give like ninety seconds every episode for the opening scenes, like Dallas or Love uh-huh. Boat, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's just like done, yeah, and you're into the show because you got to get, you got to get into the show. But I like old tv my wife can't understand why some of the stuff that i watch because the the free hulu channel that you just pop on and they've got different stuff they had a couple of the seasons of silver spoons on 
Which, oh no, you were watching Silver Spoons only just for, for Aaron Gray. Aaron Gray, yes. I mean, that's the only. I think it's the only reason I watched when I was a kid, and it's that also was, the only yeah, reason to watch Aaron now. Aaron Gray was. Uh, I think she was in a lot of kids, male kids' uh, imaginations. Oh yeah, I mean, especially after uh, Buck Rogers. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like holy crap. Yes, please. Yeah. Now she, I remember seeing an interview with her where she talked about those uh, jumpers and Buck Rogers and uh, like they were not just skin tight. They were like tighter than your skin. They would have. Yeah. They look painted on. on Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I think they look pretty painted on everybody. I mean, even, even the guys there. I I wasn't paying as close attention to Gil Gerard, but uh, yeah, Uh, they were, um, well, you were you weren't just there to watch Tweaky? No, Tweaky was awesome with Doctor <laughs> What's his name that was around his neck. The oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah yeah the little yeah. computerized thing. Little but Tweaky was dude. great because it was you're you're to believe that. I mean, think about the year that Buck Rogers was supposed the year, to be two thousand three hundred and eighty one. And the best yeah. robot that they have talks like beady beady beady. What's up, Buck? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's uh-huh. come on. They missed that a little bit. The well, he's, you know, he was clearly talking modem. Dr. Theopolis. Thanks, Bo Theopolis. Yeah, yeah, very good. And then uh, I think he was voiced by Mel Blank, if I remember. I could see that. What, what, what? That's all, folks. Yeah. Voice actors. That's a, it's a good gig. I noticed that when looking through the IMDB listing for Kristen Bell has done a ton of voice work. Yeah, she's got a peculiar voice. Well, yeah, because the voice is little like she is. I mean, it's a very, uh, you know, unlike the uh, Dame Jennifer Buchanan, who has the sultry voice. Mm -hmm. Kristen Bell has a voice that's still when she plays like a Disney princess, you can still believe she's like 16. Yeah. Yeah. It's a youthful voice. Unlike yours, which is the voice of wisdom. Right. She is about the same height. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too, which helps, I guess. It's all a part of your instrument. Yeah. Well, Mila Kunis uh, has done voice work as well for. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Family guy. Yeah, that was she's had that gig for, what, 20 years? Yeah. It's one of those shows people still can't believe are on. Like, uh, I mean, I'm still surprised, kind of, that South Park is still on. Um, well, it's the kind of on. It's basically they just spit out a season whenever they feel like it but it's not there's no standardization to it but they're still releasing stuff it's like the shows that will never die which i get that's the beauty of animation but they these are both shows where the creators have made so much money that they can now afford to do the show that nobody watches right that's kind of like what we're doing here isn't it i still kind of what made enough (laughs) money to do a show that nobody listens to right i think we're just doing this the latter part without the former right were we supposed to make money first well to do a show that nobody listens yes you're supposed to do make money first then do that i mean i'll make Uh, it's a labor of love what can i say i mean that's that's the main reason that i i do these shows is because uh i just really enjoy uh, talking to me i know i appreciate that gene talking mostly to myself and if, eh, if somebody's on the other side that's fine too i cannot see anybody on this show with me besides you i think that is without really? a doubt because i could totally see bemrose on the other <laughs> side of the mic the other day i saw that the wilson sisters 
of the rock band Heart are having a bit of a disagreement. They had a or hmm. are having one about the live band or whatever the concept was. Mm-hmm. So and I believe I think I'm getting this right. But either way, one of them decided they're just going to go out and tour without the other. It's oh, nice. It's like, OK, if they can do it, anybody can do it. If the one of the Wilson sisters can go screw the other one, I'm going out on tour and calling it hard. Then, uh, well, yeah. this is what happens when people don't have contracts and they don't contractually decide how the ownership is actually held and who gets to do what. And they just like, ah, oh, we're, you know, we're sisters. We don't care. We'll never fight. <laughs> right. And, and that's how you end up with two hearts. <laughs> Whoa. Um, Whoa. And I'm, that's a Doctor Who joke. Yeah. Okay. Bum, bum. Hello. I'm still trying to get through the uh, thousands of pages of documents you sent me, the uh, non-disclosure <laughs> and all this other stuff. I mean, was I supposed yeah, to well, sign Once this? you sign that, then we'll actually start doing the real show. Gotcha. Then the, the yeah. perfect. I mean, I don't mind doing this prep stuff. But, you know, at some point, maybe you'll finish reading it all. Yeah, it's not easy. It is not easy. But I don't know. The whole final week of life thing. Yeah. I think people would be way too stressed out. It's it's not like you're you have, a, you know, there's a diff. It's weird. And I'm, I'm starting to mumble like Joe Biden, but it's weird. That if somebody were just to say to you, you can have a week to do anything you want. What would you do? Putting the you're dying at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I think most people are going to be freaking out that whole week because it's like, I'm going to die in a week. Well, we're all going to die. What's the difference? Knowing the date is the difference. Well, knowing the date. Okay. So have you ever thought something would happen and then the date was wrong? Yes. Is that possible okay, here? That's called life. Is that possible? I all- can go for more than a week. No, it's not. See, then, uh, then that's not the same thing. <laughs> well, it kind of is because you, you've, well, let's say it's your week and you're like, oh, I don't know, it's only got a week and you get hit by a truck tomorrow. Oh, but here's the other important thing. If we're in this magical thing where we know that I'm going to die in, say, seven days from today. Yeah, it's 6 or 4 p.m. Could I, I mean, is there anything I could do? Is there anything I could do? in the interim that would cause my early demise because if i know i'm invincible Anything. for the yeah, next week absolutely no you're definitely not invincible man. oh well no, that's you, no fun you can get hit by a truck in five minutes here <laughs> that's no truck fun. could go right through your basement <laughs> wouldn't that suck <laughs> hey you've only got a week to live oh my god that sucks and then boom yeah yeah that would actually be a funny movie i would watch <laughs> a plane crashes into your house <laughs> like damn uh, oh yeah i mean you can make a whole, whole movie out of basically it's like uh, this this angel type character comes down and says, "Hey, I got bad news. You know, you only got a week to live, and so you got to be make the most of it." And then right after, a guy gets hit by a truck, and then and then all of a sudden, he's back on Earth. The angel's like, "Yeah, sorry, that wasn't supposed to happen, but you know, but seriously, you only got a week left." And and then uh, you know something else happens that kills him. There's, the whole movie is basically this character being told he's got a week left. And he keeps dying in one day, like instantaneously. Yeah. So it's like a combination of Groundhog Day and um, what's a movie where people die all the time? I'm trying to think. Hmm. I don't know. They would just keep being rebooted. Which the was Avengers. that? Which was the show? The Good Place was they kept rebooting the people. Oh, yeah. The Good Place. It's like a mix of The Good Place with Groundhog's Day. 
Let's put this together. Does anybody have uh, money? Well, yeah, Look, money. We just need a hundred million and a connection we'll cast. with the network. Although, yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess why, why do we need the network? We can stream this baby. Oh, we could totally stream it. Somebody uh, get a hold of uh, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Think, see if they want to expand a little bit into this. Uh, we uh, can, yeah, we can get Kristen Bell for this thing. I know exactly how I'll write her part. How would you and write her part? Well, the the angel would be played by a uh, you know like a six foot six kind of chubby guy. So me, and then <laughs> and then Kristen Bell's love interest will be played by a hundred and fourteen year old, extremely handsome man. Oh, so you? So I'm 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 thinking this might actually be a good okay. So that's what I do my last week. I'd write a script. Interesting, interesting yeah. that you would want to be Kristen Bell's love interest because she is over twenty three. She is over 23, but, uh, you know, I think for her, I'd make an exception. NetNet says no. this basically sounds, sounds like OnlyFans the movie. <laughs> we got a title. Right. Okay, working title, OnlyFans the movie. <laughs> now we just have to make sure we buy the rights to the term OnlyFans from OnlyFans yes. to use in the movie. Which, again, we need money. Which has nothing to do with OnlyFans. Can Jeff Bezos uh, send us a check, please? That would be... That would be nice. That poor guy. Oh, we can crowdfund it. We could totally crowdfund it. We'll use, um, what's that website? Give me five bucks or whatever. Fiverr? Yeah. <laughs> what's give, no, not give, Fiverr. give me five bucks. <laughs> what's the website that everybody sent Canadian truckers money with? Oh, well, there's a GoFundMe. Kick, yeah, just yeah, do GoFundMe. Go, go Kickstarter. You can do a Kickstarter. I mean, what's it take to really get some money out of people on GoFundMe. All you got to do is just write a good story, right? Write a sob story or uh, mm-hmm. a get rich quick scheme. One or the mm-hmm. other. That's kind of what Be works on the internet. A producer and use it on IMDb. It's a real title. We'll even vouch for you. Hey, there we go. I think that would be all we need to write on GoFundMe to raise money to do this movie with Kristen Bell. I like this idea. And she is no stranger you raising that kind of cash that's how they made the no, veronica mars no, we movie can, we can totally use her name <laughs> right to raise the money so we can afford to hire her i mean she could sue us but she really can't beat well, us I mean, up, so there's good but you, there's only a week left so what's the difference <laughs> that's only right that's uh they don't know there's only a week no left, because though. it's a movie within the movie like we could do a whole inception bit at the end that just shows that this person dying prematurely over and over and over was all like an inception thing and in, in real life this is what he saw as he was about to die it's a movie See? within a like movie. i'm writing the script right now in my head within a movie yeah within a movie exactly you just have to peel the layers yeah i like this this is good this is good this is definitely a thing people will support quality entertainment which is why we work on the value for value that's model. why we've never made any money exactly right. no that's not true we have some people that came in today to support the show. As a matter of fact, we can do that now. And thank you. And do that in the middle of the show. Okay, go for it. Why not? I mean, always, I mean, doing it at the end seems so much like it's at tack on. Yes. And, we should uh, do it. as the first thing. Yes. Thanking yes, people for exactly. giving us the their five time. Bucks they gave us their talent, it. their treasure. Uh, well, Ben yeah. Sterling today came in with a uh, 10, $5. So, uh, Mm. came in with 51.99 which was really nice because when paypal takes the fees out it was 50 bucks so i'm guessing oh wow there's that little button now i think on the paypal form for the fees right yeah. you know uh, do you want to help these poor podcasters nice. by taking the uh 
taking the fees on, which is beautiful when people do that. Yeah, it is. And Ben Sterling, we appreciate that. Fifty one ninety nine. Cue the cookie yeah. came in with ten bucks on a check, which is good. And he splits that between this show, Planet Rage dot show that I do with Larry Blydner, mm. Random Thoughts, R A N D U M B Thoughts dot com, my solo show, and the rock and roll pre show, the best pre show in the universe available on the no agenda stream. Well, uh, I, I do have to say that I think it's great that Ben gave some money, but uh, just as a little hint, Ben and I are going to start a podcast shortly. You're going to start a podcast. What? Shortly soon. Oh, very nice. What's yeah. it going to be called? Pimp it out. <laughs> Pimp it out. Well, what, is that what, I, no, it's not called pimp it out. That would be a it's different called podcast. Sir Gene speaks with Ben Sterling. So you're using the Adam Curry model of just putting your name in and then adding whoever else. After. Well, more importantly, I'm, I'm using a product that I already pay for to do the podcast, but I'm really looking forward to it because, uh, and, and for, for people that, um, uh, that have heard Ben already, uh, they were asking for more Ben and then that's what I'm going to do. We're going to have a, a show. We're going to start doing on a regular basis. Ben, 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 was this the uh, power Ben? Ben, Ben, the uh, dude named Ben. Ben, 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 the two day Ben of the yeah. power grid, Ben. Yeah, let's just call him Ben for anonymity's sake, because that's what he is. He's Ben, Ben, the dude named Ben. Well, he should have exactly. said, "Don't say my last name." Nobody heard it then. No, no, but I think that I think the name he gave was a fake one anyway. These but are not it, the droids you're looking for. It's a yeah. Uh, it is going to be happening soon. We've talked about it. We just haven't actually recorded the first episode yet. You know, recording the shows is the most important and part incidentally the way that it came about is exactly the way that you and i started working together on this oh wait so uh, he had another podcast that somebody just walked out and left him <laughs> <laughs> no 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 if you recall we started talking on the phone for about an hour maybe even longer oh wait okay so this times. is what happens anybody that you talk to long enough is like, I'm should, like hey i should at show. least get a podcast out of this <laughs> if you're gonna like, call man, this me is just this is a waste of good material. Let's let's get the record button in here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See so the same thing happened uh, with the uh, dude named Ben here. And it was like, hey, uh, we ought to be doing the show. And I know people like listening to you. So let's do it. So he was. Um, he, I think, you know, he was kind of a little cautious when he was our guest. But I think he realized that there's literally nothing to this. It's like talking on the phone. Because it is exactly like talking on the phone. Yeah, with exactly the same number of listeners. <laughs> well, For I don't sometimes. know. See, I don't yeah. know. Your your phone line at this point, there's CIA, FBI, there's, KGB. Believe me, it is the same number. Believe me. <laughs> there's a lot of people listening, whether you're yes. putting it out there to the rest of the world or not. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. I can't wait to hear that. He had a lot of good insights. Yeah. A lot of good stories. So it'll mostly be a cooking show. So looking forward to that. Cooking uh, explosives, uh, <laughs> crystal meth. I was thinking more like venison, but okay. Oh, well, that works too. Yeah. Works and I too. had some venison burgers yesterday. Still doing the meat thing, the meat diet. All meat. Meat, meat, and nothing but meat. Mostly meat. I wouldn't say I'm not as strict as I was last time I did it. I like I, I'm eating cheese. Well, th- that's definitely not meat. And um, I am eating eggs. Also not meat. But it's all animal products. So, so it's, you're it's just not really it's, avoiding all vegetables <laughs> is what you're saying here. 
It's basically the diet that I think I created for myself when I was about five years old. You're like, this would be awesome. <laughs> this would be the perfect diet. If I could just eat grilled cheese with bacon on it all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sourdough. put some egg on top. Yeah. Oh, you have to. I mean, the only way to have a true proper burger, whether venison mm-hmm. or beef or whatever, you have to put the fried egg on top. Yeah. That, in Austin, you do because they automatically put it on there. Okay, so Austin, congratulations. I didn't know that. <laughs> it, it is it is an awesome thing. Like there is an option for grilled egg on top of anything. That is ribs, the way to you do want it. some ribs? You want yeah. And okay, barbecue. That's an interesting one. Barbecued ribs and uh-huh. throw a couple eggs on top. Yeah. So uh so it is a it's it's I don't know. I mean it's still kind of carnivore ish. It's definitely very high keto diet. But it's um, you just avoid all the vegetables and fruits and sugars. Anything that has carbs is not a good thing. Right. Which is the hardest thing for uh, me originally to wrap my brain around was trying to go keto and then like, well, I could just have a uh, I could have a salad for lunch. And then you look mm, at how many carbs are in a bag yeah. of salad. Yeah. And certainly no dressing. Which is horrible. Yeah. It, but, and also the keto dressings are horrible oh they're so. horrible they're absolutely <laughs> horrible uh the only thing you could do with keto is like a vinaigrette which is just oil and vinegar um there's not any really uh carbs in that just, nice and simple know, fat and nice. you can't use apple vinegar because that does have carbs you have to use just the regular old white vinegar but you could do that you could do you know salt pepper as long as you don't need too much pepper because pepper does have carbs. Um, but I don't know. I, I mostly, I mostly just like, you know, eat once a day, sometimes twice, but mostly once. And I only then, eat once a day, but that lasts between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. But it's only yeah, once you, a day. You did that jokery last time. It was a good joke. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought it was a good joke. Yeah, clearly enough to do it twice. The troll room and not even the wait if, between episodes. If you're eating the bones too, he might. He's got one of these blenders that will huh. blend anything. Yes, yeah. Well, okay, okay. So this is another distinction from my diet because I'm not eating fruits or vegetables except for lemons. And the lemons so, you're eating a full <laughs> lemon at a time, or are you making the paste or the goo like that cardiologist video? You yeah, yeah. It's over. like the cardiologist video. So it's basically what I'm making is. I'm taking a lemon and I, you know, wash it beforehand because I'm going to eat the whole thing. Uh, Not doing anything to it. I'm not cutting it open or anything. I'm just putting it into the blender and then blending the lemon into a smoothie with a cup of water. Because you got to have some liquid in there to get the process going. So it's basically a lemon with the skin, the rind, the juice, the the, uh, seeds, everything blended into a a smoothie texture so it's 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 just like drinking a smoothie it is amazingly better tasting than you would think certainly than i thought before i first tried it because well the rind and everything i bet it tones it down but here's the thing that like if you just peel a lemon and you take a little piece of rind and chew on it it's god awful right it's horrible tasting yeah what you don't realize is that once you take that little bit of rind that's in the lemon and you add a whole bunch of lemon juice to it and uh, some other, you know, stuff from the skin, which the skin, I guess, has the most 
oils and uh, different nutrients in it. Uh, that really tones down the rind flavor to where you can barely taste it. And in fact, the rind just is a nice compliment because it adds a little bit of that bitterness to what otherwise would have been fairly uh, acidic. And then I just Mofa wants to know if the seeds are bad. No, the seeds are not poisonous or anything. There, there are, there's nothing like apple seeds are, they have a little bit of cyanide in them. So unless you're trying to do cyanide training, which (laughs) may not be a bad thing for people to do, but unless you're doing that, don't eat apple seeds or pear seeds or, um, apricot seeds. There's a few other seeds you shouldn't eat, but lemon seeds you can eat. Absolutely. Uh, no issues there. Uh, you probably do want to have, make sure that they're cracked or in this case blended because there have been some cases of seeds sprouting inside of people's, um, appendix. Whoa. If they just swallowed a seed because the humidity level and temperature are just about right. Wow. Tropical fruit after all. Wow. So, so wait, wait, how does the stomach acid like just dissolve all that? And uh, well, seeds are hard for a reason. They're they're meant to not be dissolved in stomachs. You know, most small plants or plants that have small seeds, uh, they rely on birds eating the fruit and then pooping the seeds out <laughs> somewhere as a method of transport. So seeds are by design or by evolution, if you prefer. Uh, they are made to be able to pass through the, uh, the, the stomach and the intestines and get pooped out and then grow. So they're still alive in there and germinate. So I would not recommend eating seeds unless you first pulverize them. The more you know. And we don't give medical advice. Of course not. But also coming in at $10, Brian Janak over on Patreon where we're still under grumpy old bands where it's uh you know a thing because now that the locals thing is over the experiment yeah so we should we talk about that um i I left a note on locals i don't think the last time you logged in was about six months ago i looked today it wasn't six months ago but i looked today felt like it was six months ago so you saw my note in there i did and i think it pretty much said everything anybody that was on the locals page needed to know yes do not give us any locals money at this point um yeah so the the basic deal with the locals is a lot of people were using locals that I watched and I thought, Hmm, I wonder if there's something here, if this helps build a community or not. And so when we started really, uh, well, when we started unrelenting, so before I was just simply a guest on your show. Uh, but once we started doing unrelenting, we thought, let's try this locals thing, see if we can, leverage the fact that other people are in locals and we get some migration going well, yeah there's a lot of people using it for scott adams there's a lot yeah. of people using it for rakita law and there's yeah uh, was tim pool on there as well uh no or not one he's using okay. no tim doesn't believe in giving other people money he's <laughs> talked a number of times i mean i don't say that physically he's right. talked about this and he's like i don't understand why anybody would use locals i don't understand why anybody would use any of these services when you can just Get WordPress and build your own damn site for a thousand bucks. Yeah, but he takes money through YouTube, so there's that, and they're taking thirty percent. Yeah, yeah, no, he does take money through YouTube, but that's like real money. And he did say probably about three, four weeks ago that the money coming in from TimPool.com, their private site, is now surpassed YouTube money. I believe that, which is great because I think he's doing about two million a year on YouTube. 
what we learned on no agenda this week on the last show there are two shows a week of course thursday and sunday thursday and thursday yes the first and second thursday of the week adam curry mm-hmm. went to the glenn beck compound mm-hmm. where the blaze tv emanates from and i've been a blaze tv the subscriber blaze network yes and i've been following glenn long before he had the blaze tv i even As posted the poster that's uh, behind my desk right here with mm-hmm. glenn beck and i'm like i like glenn so this is gonna be a very interesting interview adam curry and glenn beck but glenn told adam that they have one million subscribers that are paying a hundred dollars a year so what is that like a hundred million bucks? a year <laughs> so what is that million, yeah so a hundred million but they've got multiple shows a lot of shows they have i so i don't know what the deals are yeah with those people but it's like from we know i I don't think they can afford to get joe rogan at that point the infrastructure it doesn't cost that much i mean we know doing video and bandwidth isn't cheap but when you're bringing in a hundred million what would you think the infrastructure would be maybe 10 million bucks to per year i don't think it's that much so even less maybe five million to have all the servers, to have everything you need, to pay all the dudes named Ben, to keep everything running. You know, it's. I'll bet you that for just purely services, they're probably paying like three, four million for the dudes named Ben. They know who knows how many of them they have. So that will be a probably another million or two, which still leaves you with ninety five million. I mean, granted, there's taxing and all of that. But yeah, so it leaves you with about 60 million. And I would imagine that half of that goes directly to uh, Glenn. Glenn. And then Crowder is making a decent amount of money. But for yeah. these yeah. other people on his network, I think most people would gladly work, you know, at that point in their careers. And he doesn't pay very well. I mean, not maybe I shouldn't say very well, but he doesn't pay outrageously because I, I, I know. Uh, one guy that went to work there and uh you know he was one of these guys that kind of built up his own audience initially and then uh they reached out to him and and he decided this would probably be worth doing and uh and he's not there anymore but well because it's uh, one of these things that was kind of like they the were, stuff they were Leo offering Laporte. him under 100 grand as a salary as somebody that was putting out content for him yeah, as like uh, he was probably making around a hundred grand on YouTube himself, and they were still allowing him to do that. So that was the other part of this whole thing. Being carried on the network doesn't necessarily mean right. you can't monetize in other yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's but I think that's still better than what Alex Jones is paying. Probably. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, but uh, it seems to me that it's a pretty good running operation. And I don't. I mean, who knows what. Uh, the blaze tv could charge or how much their subscriber base would go up but you said they can't afford rogan and and the straight off you might say that but the reality is if rogan said i'm going there Mm -hmm. that million subscribers might turn into two million overnight yeah that's very true that is totally true there's a uh that there's i think a lot of these places like rumble you know said hey we'll offer you 100 million if you do a contract um, although they wanted to do three years, I think, or maybe even four. Yeah. So, so now we've learned like the Rogan 20. thing is 200 million is the latest number over. Was it four or five years for that 
Spotify or, contract. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, they've okay. upped it from one where they were originally wow. saying it was a hundred. They're now yeah. saying 200. So 200. So it's real. Fuck you money. Then. Yes. Um, but it's also real money to where he's going to Spotify. Oh, you want to censor me? Okay. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I'm taking the money. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing because I think, well, there is no such thing as enough money. We've definitely established that it it is really doesn't matter if you're making 40,000 a year or 400,000 a year or 4 million a year. Uh, It it's, you just grow into whatever that money allows. Right. The, The number of people that are sort of these, uh, what was it? Dad next door type millionaires. Is that the name of that book where they're unassuming they drive f-150s they wear clothes from walmart and they're you know they've got a portfolio worth 10 million dollars is tiny that is very 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 few people does that demographic represent the majority of people that are millionaires the majority of people that aren't even millionaires just make good money like i would put lawyers into that category they it's instantly visible <laughs> right how much that person has and and the way it works you know we talked about suits earlier right they might be wearing is, a rolex is you you can or a rolex so they can trade that for gasoline exactly um but if you look at that uh over time you know you kind of go from wearing t-shirts in college to wearing slightly better t-shirts and <laughs> and and then eventually you know if you're in the right profession you get into wearing polo shirts and then wearing uh, maybe shirt sleeve shirts. And then if you're in a profession like a lawyer or or something in finance where there's an expectation of dressing up a little more, then you're actually buying suits. But an interesting thing happens, and this has been pointed, like documented even as an example. So I think they did it accurately in the show Billions, which otherwise has been completely crappy this season, gone downhill a lot. But they had an episode where they showed the price of everybody's clothes. And I thought that was hilarious. That was very smart. It made no sense why they did it. It like just somebody thought, hey, it'd be cool if we just show the price of all the clothes these people are wearing. And the average person was wearing about ten to twelve thousand dollars worth of clothes. Damn. Um, Well, when you get custom fitted, tailored clothes, not fitted, but tailored, I should say. That's thousands of dollars. Yes. The Which watch nice. is $5,000. If you have more. it, I can see that is the major difference. I mean, yeah. one, I never wear suits, so I didn't really care. I just wanted a basic well, I don't black. Think your basement cares. Right. My basement does not care. I'm going to wear it to a wedding. The suit looks fine. Nobody's yeah. going to be paying any attention to me. No. Now, if I had Bill Gates money, I would have... Well, now you're you're getting to my punchline before I goddamn get to it. Oh, well, get to the punchline. Okay, All go right. ahead. So, so they do that, and then you'll see in that show Billions that the the main dude this season, the guy that's like replaced the old billionaire with the new billionaire called Prince, like he's wearing an expensive suit, but no tie, and his shirt is unbuttoned, and you know the top like button or two are open. And then you get to guys like Elon Musk that are wearing t-shirts, and so it it like. You start going from wearing cheap, basic clothes to getting to what most people would think of as more fancy clothes. Um, 
you go through the suits, but as your value goes from, and it's not even billionaires that are just doing this. I, I know a lot of millionaires that, that are dressing kind of like college students. But certainly when you get to a point of a comfortable life uh, at or approaching fuck you money, and that fuck you money factor is going to be different for everybody. Not, you know, not everybody needs an airplane. Not everybody needs like 10 cars. Right. So for some people, the fuck you money factor is at a lower place if you don't need all that crap. Um, but they're once again starting to veer towards dressing like college students. Very basic shirts, basic jeans. But they're they're all designer T-shirts than designer jeans. And so the, those, you know, that T-shirt might be eight hundred dollars and those jeans might be three thousand dollars. And the average, shoes are definitely three thousand dollars. The average person looking at you goes, he spent 50 bucks. Yeah, because you look like you just walked out of Walmart and you don't want to judge a book by its cover. That was no, you do. That's a misnomer. <laughs> I think you absolutely do. do, because more often than, than not, you will be correct. But the reason that saying exists is because not every time. Right. Well, that was what happened when I worked for Radio Shack back when they were a, a force back in the late 80s, early yeah. 90s. The kids here don't even know what that is. I know it's sad, but they yeah. used to have in uh, the area here a cool com- store was all computers. It was the Radio Shack computer store that mm-hmm. wasn't your normal Radio Shack. And as the story goes, a guy came in. And was looking around, except he looked like a bum and nobody Mm -hmm. wanted to go help the guy out Mm -hmm. and nobody did. And Mm -hmm. uh, it it turned out he was uh, some kind of one of these guys, like you said, that were dressing down. He had just come from the gym, Mm -hmm. but he was looking to buy like a quarter million dollars worth of computers and uh, at Radio Shack. Well, at the time, that sounds like a phony baloney story to me. Do you don't remember when Radio Shack was the place you went? This was going again back to the late 80s, early 90s, where that was they were doing a decent percentage of they were competing with the IBMs at that. point. Yeah, no, they they were incompatible. That was the one thing I remember from the 80s is that the Radio Shack PCs were incompatible with the uh, with the IBM PCs. Well, the color computer was. Then they did get into the into the PC where they ran Bill mm-hmm. Gates's beautiful operating system, and uh, yeah, and then the world was beautiful. But you know, if I had a billion dollars and I needed a suit, I would have spent way more than the three hundred bucks I spent to uh, to go pick up a suit to go get the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, would, it, it, I mean, I would have paid somebody three hundred bucks just to come to the house and show me a suit if I had uh, <laughs> that kind of money. Yeah, and that's that is the advantage you can have them come to you uh, for most things instead of like doctors, like people uh, that are let's say they have under ten million even in in assets. At that point, even uh, guys in that range that I know they they will have the doctor come to them. They don't go to the doctor. Sounds the, about right. The options that you get increase with the amount of money you're willing to spend. No shocker there at all, but it's one of those things that you start to wonder, well, why is it that there's never enough money? Like, why does it always feel like you have to keep making more because you're going to run out? Right. It's because you find out about these options that you didn't know about when you were making 50000 a year. Right. You're spending like, way what? more money. Yeah. You're spending way more money because you like the things that the way more money gets you. 
Sir Spud the Mighty in the troll room says he believes you need about $15 million, I'm guessing, in assets overall mm-hmm. to live in style. And that's probably I, I right. I totally agree. I, I would agree with him. I mean, you can have a million bucks, but depending on what your age is, too, if you Dude, have a million, a million bucks, bucks and, is that's your retirement. If you're lucky at this point. Yeah, I've spent over a million bucks in Austin just fucking around. Well, I mean, that's not hard. It's not hard. It's really easy. And you don't you definitely look like a bum doing it. I mean, I was not like spending money on fancy clothes. You're not like, let it rain, baby. No, no. And and one of my buddies that that uh, was here, that's, um, uh, you know, he same exact thing. He sold his company for. uh, I can't remember the exact number, but I want to say he sold it in the neighborhood of six or seven million he got for it gone in 10 years <laughs> but did he have a good time uh, my other buddy adam curry uh back in the would have been the 90s late 90s sold his company for significantly more than that gone in 15 years but did he have a good time well of course you i mean you know you do have a good time, but it's not as good as you imagine when you're making 50,000 years. So you're like, oh, my God, if I had a million dollars, I would like do all these. I would, I'd, you know, go buy new tires for my car and I would do all these things. <laughs> Isn't it way worse than when you don't have it and you had it at one point? Because now you've grown accustomed yeah. to those $700 oh, yeah, yeah. Dollar you, bottles you of scotch do, that you like. But just the first time, just the <laughs> second time you go broke. It's not nearly as bad. Believe me, I've been there. <laughs> this is like uh, riding a wave. Yeah, it, it really is. It kind of becomes that. So whether you're making it the second time, you're making your second million or whatever, or whether you're you're going through your second uh, bankruptcy and you're having to start over from scratch, uh, the second time is a lot easier because you kind of have, uh, you know, a a base that you're working off. You've got experience in having done it before. You know what it's going to take. You know what you would have done differently that now you can implement. You do know differently. it's not the end of the world. It, well, it is in a week. But right, that aside, right. <laughs> you know, kind of like, okay, this time around, I don't know if I really need to get that brand new Mercedes S-Class every two years for a lease that costs more than more people spend for a car in their whole lives. Right. You make different choices. You make different choices. You start to appreciate the things that are disconnected from your first. That's the thing. We're all willing to pay more for the first experience of something. Like the first time you have a hundred dollar bottle of wine, you're like, holy shit, this stuff's so good. And then you start drinking hundred dollar bottles of wine and anything cheaper than that is just swill. And then the first time you have a drink from a thousand dollar bottle of wine. You're like, oh my God. How can I I've go been back drinking, to that hundred dollars? I've been drinking total shit before. I can't believe I was doing that. Now I have to start drinking the thousand dollar bottles of wine. So you know, you start appreciating things that you never could have even tried in the past. And all of those things have money attached to them, and you're able to do them because of money. Uh so you're your your budget expands as you start realizing that more things are available. But you know what? Your second bottle, and maybe not your second, let's say your 10th bottle of a $1,000 wine. Eh, it's all right. 
But it's, can you go back to the $100 bottle at that point? Is that still yeah, okay? Yeah, absolutely. And this is where you get the billionaires dressing as college bums is because you get to that point where you're like, you You've know done. what my goal is? My goal is to find the cheapest good wine. Right. And I'm going to go to Trader Joe's and uh, I'm going to find something uh, that is a, um, you know, like a, a burgundy or something that's sold at Trader Joe's. And it's $27. And for most people, it's like, oh, I don't know if I really want to spend that much because at Trader Joe's, I'm looking for the $12 bottle of wine. Right. You're looking for but a nice that Brunello. $27 bottle of wine at Trader Joe's might actually be better than a lot of $100 bottles of wine elsewhere. Well, and I believe proven by a lot of and blind of taste course, tests. Not that John listens to the show, but I will say, I think that's a lot of the thing that John picked up early in his life is that. You can get a lot of good bargains if you look for unusual things with wine and you you know where to look early enough before other people catch on to what's good. And you can be drinking, uh, you know, really good stuff, uh, but spending a lot less money for it. But to get to that point, you had to have drunk the expensive stuff first to you know to what train to train yourself. For. Right. Yeah. You got to train yourself. What's exactly. Good and what's bad. And then, and, and in a lot of things, the game is, is more about like, Doing something unusual and doing something for the first time gives you way more of a rush than doing that same thing again and again and again. It's like that first time when you smoke a crack pipe. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. We all understand what that's like. Okay, okay. okay but fine. I mean, okay. It's the first time you do acid. <laughs> okay, still not sure. Uh, first time that, uh, well, I shouldn't even go there. Right, probably, uh, probably not. <laughs> But I mean, if there, you have the one week, are you going to things you have never done? Or are you going back to things that comfort you that you want I to think revisit? The answer to your question will say a lot about the person. Would make the difference between somebody. I would guess if you don't think that your life overall has been good so far, you're going with the I want to do things I've never done. If you're somebody who is fairly content with your life, there are things you would like to revisit. Yeah, I think it's not quite, but close. I, I would say that uh, if you've actually had a really good life, then you want to try new things because that's what's going to generate that adrenaline. If you feel stressed out and panicked about the fact that there's only a week left to live, I think for a lot of people, you're going to go towards comfort things and trying to repeat and reclaim those memories of things you did for the first time that really made you feel good. Once you know that you're on the clock, though, I mean, all you're going to hear is tick, 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 that's that's going to be the week. Well, and again, going back to another great movie that should be on the list, Groundhog Day, where he didn't have a week. He had a day. His day ends at the end of the day. Now you can say yes, but he gets to get back up. Well, OK, fine. But he still only has one day to do anything that he wants to do and make an impression on people. You know, and like I said, I would love to go back to ireland but that's like a 12 hour you know okay not 12 hour flight but do I, I can't have a private plane so the whole concept of time between you can home, buy a ticket to ireland you could easily do that but there's you the just, travel you just time and you couldn't spend the week planning the damn trip you'd have to just say you'd have to jump i'm gonna go. fly there right now right now meet me in dublin baby it's not the yeah, temple man. bar and it's in the temple bar area they they just remodeled. I was so pissed because I love yeah. the bar at the Clarence yeah. Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They remodeled it now, but I'd like to go. 
I mean, that's not a bad place I would to totally go. Have your go. Last I would, I've been, I'd go with you. It'd be fun. Woo! Uh, there's, uh, my last trip to Ireland that I took was in 2000 with a buddy of mine. And it was, uh, a, it was a pre wedding bachelor trip. Go and drink so, a lot. Yeah. I don't think we ate for the first three days. <laughs> uh huh. Well, just chew, chewing the beer. Just chewing the beer. Yeah, but Guinness is fresh. Uh, fuck Guinness, Murphy's. Oh, Murphy's is a, that's a stout too. Um, yeah, that's the stuff that they actually drink. The uh, well, yes, depending on the Guinness area, I've export. noticed that. Yes, I mean there are areas that are more Guinnessy, but generally, if you start asking about Guinness, they're like, yeah, that's for export. We do still have a few people to thank, including Betty Solero coming in with six ninety six check, which is a beautiful thing. The post office loves that. Very good. Sir Truck Driver coming in with 625, which was a split between all the shows I do. He's always like, he likes me, Gene. He's not too sure about. Kevin uh-huh. Seifert coming in. I think this is a new monthly donation. Five bucks. And we appreciate that. Sure. And Dennis Woods, Stephen McConnell, both five bucks over at Patreon. All very much appreciated. If you want to help support the show, go to unrelenting.show slash donate. All of the information you need is there and we need to come up with some uh considering you were the guy behind this with the no agenda podcast mm-hmm. we need to come up with the the peerage we had with grumpy old yeah. Benz, we had gurus which we could kind of uh keep that going or we need something totally new totally unique but you're the reason why once people get to a thousand yeah at no agenda they have to keep going for more and more because you're like well i paid a thousand now what Yes, yes. So I, I, I saw that Adam told that story recently. Yeah, you were that guy. That was correct. Yeah, and there's been a number of fronts on which I've offered advice that was taken that resulted in positive things happening. And, I mean, honestly, that's what I do for a living. So I give advice. <laughs> okay, well, give some um, advice to yourself and what we yeah. have here on the I mean, Unrelenting honestly, Show. Honestly, I, I think that uh, if you want to do something that's different, that's not like, just a knockoff, which a lot of people. Everything's are a knockoff now, though. No, no, no. What I was going to say There's is nothing I, unique. I like the idea that never ended up happening on no agenda that I was a fan of, but unfortunately it didn't happen. Maybe we should re- resurrect this idea, which is start having people be a members of a private club that has a dinner in Chicago once a year. Right. You had mentioned that before. That's mm-hmm. not a bad idea. It's like the, uh, you know, like Club 33 at Disney World. You know, you Exa- have. Yeah, exactly. So the idea is, yeah, you're donating money, but you're donating money to get to that level that gets you the golden invitation to come have dinner with and then, the wait, two of us. Do we and pay for the dinner that- or do they have to pick up the tab when they come have dinner with us? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I, I, you know what? And it's, it's a good point is I think that. We could totally pick up the tab for the dinner if we have a high, sufficiently high level of membership for people to go there. I would have no problem doing that. Or we can have a lower level for that membership, but then we don't pick up that. Which which way do you think people would prefer it? They would probably like the higher one, but then they would try to get their money back. So it's like, well, if it, you had to give $5,000, yeah, I mean, you're like... Oh uh, yeah, I'd like the uh, this wine. No, I'd want two bottles yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like the well, lobster. it's a fixed pre, so we oh. choose the whole menu. That, okay, well, that I, that's makes how I sense. always do these things. You are so smart, been, Gene. I think I think Adam's talked about it too. I I run a an annual dinner for select 
group of people. Uh, and I, I know I kind of bitched about Alex not showing up, even though he was invited to it. But I, I run that. Um, uh, used to do it in the same restaurant, but they just closed. Um, so that's not going to be happening there. But I, I've done it every January. And we, yeah, I usually get anywhere between, I think, 25 people on the high end and during COVID, like 12 people. But I still did it during COVID. Uh, and Adam's uh, gone to, I think, four of them. But that's why I do that one is I, I select the entire meal. I pre-order from the uh, the menu with the restaurant beforehand. So there's the lesson learned is if you have more than four people at a table, don't let people pick their own food because it takes <laughs> too damn long. Yeah. When you have 25 people and two waitresses. It's like an hour long process to get everybody's meal or to get their uh, order in. So this way we avoid that whole thing. It's all pre-ordered. Just order a bunch of different stuff. People can try what they want. And, uh, you know, tons of gluten, uh, tons of, uh, uh, all the tasty stuff, all the different meats, organ meats, all the yummy stuff. So, and this is why Adam always bitched about Russian food, but, uh, <laughs> Hey, well, we uh, have plenty but of doing good. a dinner like that. You kind of figure out, okay. So I think my, my dinners were running at about 70 bucks per person for the cost for the food plus tip. Which is so it's not it's not hard math. Um, that's without wine, but with vodka. Oh, well, of course. Uh, well, yeah. What do you think of all these morons pouring out the Russian vodka? Oh, my God. It to me. What a fucking waste. Uh-huh. It's so stupid. Like you it's, paid first of for all, it. it's yeah, you paid for it already. I mean, if you say, well, don't buy anymore. Oh, well, I think that's stupid, but fine. Whatever. Um, you know, it's uh, but on the other hand, most vodka that people consider vodka is total pig's will in my opinion so who cares the a lot of the russian brands aren't really russian either um there's uh there's certain brands that are really good and you'll see those actually being drunk by actual russians but uh a lot of things that pass for like you know smirnoff which is super cheap shit is an american brand i'm sure there's plenty of bottles of that getting poured out right now um Stoli is actually uh it's manufactured uh in the US under license. Well with a lot of that stuff it is because yeah. there's no reason yeah. to make it and then ship a bottle. Yeah, that right. would make little sense. Now Irish whiskey by law to be able to be called Irish whiskey that right. has to be made in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. But vodka, no, there's no reason you can't uh you no. can't make that elsewhere. That's why the Russian like the ones made in Russia usually have the word Russia. In the name of the vodka. No, I like the idea. We could do, we could do a weekend, and you can have both levels, like the lower level. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's what Tim Pool did. That's pizza party Friday did. night. Yeah, Chicago deep dish pizza party Friday night, and then for the the you know thousand plus dollar donors, Gibson steak baby. We get to get yeah. There you go. Perfect. Let's do it. That'd be a little more than seventy bucks ahead, but sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. It would be. Uh, but again, it's like, no, we'd order, you know, we'd or we control the budget. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It'll be good. Guaranteed. You could have a damn good steak. And- but you're not going to order that 96 ounce uh, uh, porterhouse. Right. But you could still get a damn nice. When we were there in July, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the steak that I like, that's WR's cut, which is the uh, 
which is the bone-in ribeye. I think mm-hmm. that was like 60 bucks. I mean, that's probably up to 80 now because of yeah. what's going sure. on, but it's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so again, if we're talking about a $1,000 donor, I don't mind spending $100 of that on dinner. And having a good party and some good conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Plus, you know how it works. Like whenever there's big events for no agenda, there's there's a lot of envelopes coming in. <laughs> Sir Gene That's is, kind of the expectation. Okay, why am I picturing you in Gibson's, we, which for people who don't and know. we got to wear suits. We're was, wearing suits. Was, We're in Chicago. There's about 15 of us and a lot of envelopes getting passed I'm down. I'm saying everybody in their nice, you know, Armani suits. And then you're in the black tracksuit Adidas uh, <laughs> with the gold chains. Oh, my God. I will. Okay. Now, now you've made it official. I will definitely wear the tracksuit when I get out there. That would be hilarious. That would be great to be like, do you want to, uh, do you want to pay honor to Gene? Do you want to do you want to go kiss the ring? Uh, you just go up there. Just don't, yeah. don't don't move quickly though. Just just go bow your head. Go very slowly. <laughs> speak speak in quiet tones. Mm-hmm. I could see this happening. It'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Now the only thing is, I think given the rate of of uh, donations coming in, um, there might be one person if we wait about two years that would join us for dinner. But it sounds really cool in theory. Yes. And it would have to be a uh, something that would be a yearly cutoff or a rolling year is fine. Yeah. But you can't have like, I, I, I donated and then I'm coming to this for the next 40 years. Oh, no, no. Right, right. No, I think I think it's basically uh, donating a thousand dollars gets you a golden ticket to come to dinner. Ooh, we could actually make golden tickets, but not. Out but of gold. we could totally do that. We could steal them from Willy Wonka. And then, uh, not a particularly good movie. And then we either can, one the remake or the original, either or. I mean, Gene Wilder was decent, but it, I still not a great movie. But if we do that, then yeah, you 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 present your golden ticket when you get to the dinner. So that you want another ticket, it's another thousand bucks. Perfect. Right, you want a plus one? That's uh... now John and Adam were trying to make a living off this stuff so John I think it was mostly John nixed the whole idea of paying for anything so his idea was hey let's uh you know if we people want to get together maybe we do a Vegas get together and then um you know have people fly out there and they can buy us dinner see but I fully get that as well because of the problems that will arise like people want to bring wives husbands dates to these things oh, no problem just get more golden tickets right just keep it seems like you're getting a little greedy but there not is at some, all there is you gotta you gotta make sure that there are rules you can't not have rules there is something to be said for just everybody shows up and and puts their own bill but it is a different concept. i mean have you never been at a club right well that's what a no agenda meetup is is that everybody shows up it's not prepaid no you know it's not uh yeah those meetups oh by the way i'm going to the not that people care but i will be going to the meetup tomorrow in austin here oh well there you go you can go see sir gene in austin yes where's that at you know it's the same place it's always been i can't remember the name of it it's like somebody's backyard just go to the same place where it's always been somebody's it's, it's backyard. literally sir it's gene not will be a there. backyard it's a restaurant called something name i can't remember backyard like jim's backyard or don's backyard or something billy joe bobs something like that and then they have a little bit of food horrible waitresses and <laughs> mediocre drinks i was gonna say that's the draw the horrible uh yeah i'm not or, the one uh, who picks it you know i'm, I'm just, i occasionally go I, this is why i don't go every time 
guess it's not a I go there for the people, not the uh food experience, I guess. Right. Well, that's uh, what and now that I don't for. drink and I'm only eating meat, it's going to be n- only the people experience because I, you know, there's no uh not much I can eat there. I guess I can see what kind of meat they have. Let's see. There um, is a uh, so that would be on March 5th. Then is it Sunset Valley, Texas? Probably. That is the local 512 pre South by Southwest hell meetup mm-hmm. at one o'clock. Wait, one o'clock central time zone. Come yeah. that's a little early. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they come celebrate with your Baron of the Armory and Keeper Christine at Doc's the weekend. That's the you know, yeah. Doc's. Okay. Doc's backyard. And there is a, a meetup in Chicago tomorrow, too. Oh, you going? No, I do not go no. into the city of Chicago. I will start doing meetups no. now that. The COVID restrictions are gone, at least yeah. at least for now. Uh, I would like to do one in the southern suburbs. So, so for people that are in the area, you know, maybe Oak Brook, maybe Orland Park. Do you never maybe. go to downtown. Downtown Chicago is pretty. No, I've, I've been there, done that. That's part of what you mm. want to talk about. Like last week, no, wouldn't want of your life would not be downtown <laughs> you Chicago. Want to be in downtown Chicago in the last week of your life. Nope, been there, done that. Got uh. the you know, spent a lot of time there, and no, it's not. Uh, not I exciting have fond memories of Chicago. Chicago used to be a fun town. Used to be. Used yeah. to be. Not so much. And back in the seventies. Back when I was under ten. Yeah. <laughs> it was it, less fun for me at that point, I'm guessing. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's well, I guess technically the last time I was I wasn't really in Chicago though. I was in the outskirts of Chicago eating a pizza a few months back, but that doesn't really count. But the last time I actually was in, in Chicago uh like for for more than one day last time i was in chicago would have been 2000 so it's been a while where your kevlar 22 years and uh i was wearing suits back then yeah wow you were fancy yeah yeah i like uh i like wearing well i used to like wearing suits i don't really wear suits i just wear track suits now so it'll but, be the pizza and beer meetup and then the wine and steak meetup. Now, if you want to come to both, I mean, then that's a different yeah, level yeah. too. So, so for the, the pizza beer one, everybody just pays their own way. So that way it's super cheap. We don't have to worry about budgeting. You can eat as much pizza as you can afford. That's exactly right. That's I like that. <laughs> eat as much as you can afford. That is, uh, uh, I like it. And, um, and what level would you like to put people on to get invited to the pizza? A hundred bucks? Yeah, that seems fair. I mean, that's. I uh, mean, I, I, like a hundred bucks is probably not a one-time donation. It probably means five or six months worth of donating for most people on this show. And uh, I think that will be, uh, that will be uh, enough to demonstrate that they are avid listeners. Yes, it's a very low bar. It's a pretty damn low bar because um, we don't want to just invite anybody, right? Digi Guru says Rush Street still rocks, and uh, maybe, but it's Chicago, and yeah. So wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. So the steakhouse we're going to is not in Chicago. Oh, they have a one in Oak Brook, which is we're going to a suburban steakhouse. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's we're the going same to one. a real steakhouse. No, it's the same one, same company, same thing, exactly. Except you have a less. I was going to say you have a lower chance of getting shot 
but there was just a shooting in the Oak Brook Mall a few months ago or a couple of weeks ago. A so, yeah. mall? No, we're definitely not going to that. Segment. It's not attached to the mall, though. It's a self-standing building. You're really not selling this well. Gibson's, baby. Gibson's Oak Brook, I think, is the best Gibson's. I'm not going downtown. <sighs> downtown is evil. I mean, unless you're getting limos for us that are Kevlar. <laughs> and then and You're then we, not going to get shot going to a steakhouse in downtown. You do. This is Chicago. You get shot everywhere. People are I getting think, shot going up and down the expressways. The expressways are getting shot at all time in high. South Chicago, not not like in downtown. Dude, no, downtown people are getting shot now. I'm going to get shot on Miracle Mile. Yes, this is Please. happening now. Read the news; it's horrible. Oh my god! All right, maybe we shouldn't do it in Chicago. <laughs> maybe we should be thinking of maybe we should be thinking of a safer city yeah, like, uh, like Moscow. City. Yeah, <laughs> <Beirut>. Moscow. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah, Lebanon's really nice now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We might, we might want to think about a safer city like that. A safer city? Yeah, it yeah. takes all the excitement out of it. <laughs> this is part of the draw. It might be your last week. So we, yeah, it might be your last week. Exactly. <laughs> Going to celebrate our last week annual party. Yeah. Hopefully it's after you had the big steak and wine. Not on mm. your way to the steak and <laughs> oh, wine. That would suck. Yeah. Yes. yes. Like, oh boy, I can't wait to enjoy this. <laughs> And so yeah. your story ends, but not our story. It will continue next week. 9 a.m. again next week, Friday. Is that what we're thinking? 9 a.m. Friday is what we're going to be doing for a while. So get up early, get your coffee on, and just be unrelenting. 